0: So, hey, y'all, we're, this is Danny J and this is Jill.
1: (laughs) That's been telling my real voice. This is Jill. And this is the best podcast. It's just the best podcast. Not even the best life anymore. It's just the best podcast. Yep. We're rebranding
0: because we don't even need to rebrand. We're just basically, we're taking ownership of this podcast. So Jill and I were doing this book called Eight
1: Dates by John Gottman. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: John Gottman. And it's uh, such a good
1: book. Have we talked about it on the podcast before? If you guys are in a relationship, you need to do this book. We did. We did when we both got it, which was like months ago. I want to say back in July or
0: something. um And it's funny because uh there's only eight dates in there. So you would have thought within eight months we would have gotten through them all. But it sounds like you guys are on the same pace as we were. Um, the dates are there, they each have a theme and you can go somewhere or do it at home. But basically at the, there's a topic and then there's questions at the end of each chapter. And it's just designed to help you get to know your partner better, to get to really get on the same page and connect. And they're, they're really great questions. And so it was ironic right before we jumped on Jill and I started talking, and we just both finished the same one um, recently, which this topic was about family and children. And it's like, talking to your partner of whether you want kids. If you do want kids, how many would you like? If you don't want kids, what does family look like to you? So we were just both discussing kind of what we, what we came across.
1: I, yeah. I definitely recommend the book you guys. So we actually got the recommendation from Danny Coleman. Uh, he said he had already done it with Kels cause they're getting married this year and wanted to do kind of some of the stuff. So it's, it's called a date, but really what it is, is these eight topics are the top eight Things that most or couples can be in conflict about. So it's money, family, sex, fun and adventure. You know things like that. So it's basically like the top eight things that couples fight about. And so each one is separated into these kind of open-ended questions. And you know, to me, they're the questions that maybe you always wanted to know about your partner, but maybe felt awkward bringing up, or like didn't know that you wanted to know that. So it gives you an opportunity and and a space and a time specifically to be like cool. We're going to like have a conversation. I think sometimes I I know if you listen to this podcast, you probably like deep conversation. You like personal development, you like relationship talk. Um, but sometimes you might have a partner who like, isn't (laughs) like one of those people that just wants to talk about that stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it can feel a little jarring to just on a regular Tuesday, be like, Hey, can we talk about our relationship? Like sometimes it feels a little jarring to do that, but what I've loved about, and I'm, I'm with someone who isn't overly like emotional and overly communicative so but he's obviously been willing to do the dates and he's really enjoyed them um but it has been nice to be like give you context for like being able to bring these things up and have these conversations and have these questions that you ask each other and like i learned i've learned a lot actually um so the one we both did was on family and do you want to talk about just like, you know, kind of maybe some of the context for people listening and then maybe some of the questions and what this might look like. Cause I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but both of us are child free by choice. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a quick date because it was like, we didn't really talk about like how many kids we want and like, how are we going to raise the kids? That wasn't a conversation that you and I had. Cause it was mm-hmm. like, if you decide together, you don't want children then. Yeah. And I think we have a lot of people that listen to this who are our age or maybe older and are kind of like, yeah, I'm childless by choice or child-free by choice. And, but you know, I want to have a great relationship. I want to do work that is meaningful i want to have hobbies and interests outside of kids not that kids aren't great but i think both of us like i wouldn't feel comfortable talking about this from the perspective of having children yeah well one of the things like jill just said it's it almost gives you an excuse to have these
0: conversations which i love um so this is an interesting thing because uh, the book isn't necessarily made for people who aren't yet married or are yet together. Sometimes these are people who already have children, and these are important conversations to have after. One of the things I found fascinating was at the beginning of the chapter, he was talking about how basically the happiness, like if there's a happiness uh, spectrum, L-shaped that's curve. like, yeah, <laughs> that... Couples are the most happy at the beginning before they have kids. And then when their kids leave, which was really, really interesting. And as I was reading it, I was like, oh dang, well, if I did want kids, I don't know if this makes me want them because there's so much stress that, uh, is caused and a lot of intimacy is lost. And that was the biggest piece of, if you have children, how do you maintain and put your intimacy and your togetherness as priority, which I find to be really important. And, that, and that's what they were really saying is that those are the reasons why. Children cause, like I don't say I don't want to say cause, but that there can be more issues once children are born because the relationship gets left kind of behind. So one of the questions um, toward the end was was if you don't have kids, what is family to you, and what does family look like to you? And I jokingly just first blurted out like, "Oh, we need to get dogs, like we're gonna have puppies, and that's you know family." But the real, the reality for me is I don't need to have dogs, have family, like family could be two people and it could be people, two people and friends. And for the last, let's say four years, except for this last Christmas, I've been going to Joel's, Joel Coleman's family Christmas. um I guess, yeah, it was 2017, 2018, 2019. Yeah. So those three years in a row, and it's not even Joel, it's Jill's half brother. So it's even your stepmom's family's Christmas. So I've been tagging along as like an honorable Coleman. Um, and I have felt so much like they brought me in and that I'm one of the family and it's been really, really amazing for me. And I just want to share this because I think that maybe there's people out there who feel like, well, I don't have family or I don't have people out there who I can consider family or my family sucks. Right. (laughs) And so I think that is important to I love the questions of defining what family is to you. And for us, it was like it can be just us and it could be our friends, and we can enjoy time with some cousins or, you know, some siblings here and there. But that doesn't mean we have to spend all the time with our parents or that doesn't mean we have to fill that hole with children because children equal a family. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I thought that that like bell shaped curve was wild. So it was two thirds of couples. With each additional child that they have, their happiness decreases until the kids are out of the home and then it goes back up. Yeah. One third who don't experience that dip in happiness prioritize their relationship Even over the kids, you know, and as a, someone who's not a mom, I'm sure there are so many challenges (laughs) to being able to put your relationship first when you have children and that's your priority. So I would never judge someone for putting their kids first or, and maybe putting their relationship on the back burner or something like that. I feel like Danny and I have both been fortunate enough to be able to prioritize our relationship. Um, you know, and, and there are competing priorities still. I know Danny and Jeff have their own businesses. I certainly have my own business. Keith has his his own sort of hobbies and stuff. Um, I guess context wise, the reason we sort of brought this up and it's ironic because we did do that episode on getting married again, (laughs) would you get married again? And you guys know that I'm not, Danny said she would. And I said that I wouldn't, but we ended up, Keith and I just, um, just filed for domestic partnership. So essentially that's pretty much all the benefits of being married without being married essentially. So I'm able to get on his insurance and do all that kind of like legal stuff. Um, And so that is a way it has felt like progress in the relationship. It has felt like the next step in the relationship even though it's not like technically marriage. Uh, But we've had a lot of conversations especially with um, Keith being five years younger than me and him obviously men being able to like procreate until they're like in their fucking sixties and shit. So. You know, it's hard, I think, being and we I think maybe talked about this for Danny and I both being 40 plus and then being like, you know, there is a biological clock, a real sort of biological clock that you don't feel ready to give up that window quite yet, but you also can't make decisions based on like, well, I might want a kid in the future. Like that's not fair to the child even. So there's this weird sort of catch 22, it's a catch 40 (laughs) where, (laughs) you know, your, your biological window is closing, but you know, you might be with someone, a man who can procreate for much longer. So, you know, Keith and I have had a lot of conversations about like, okay, this is you know if you want to have like you should and I said to him like you should be able to if you want to but he's not well, he doesn't want children um and so for us family looks like Danny and Jeff and my siblings and his siblings and our closest friends you know I do have a good amount of friends who um are also like child free by choice so and also like a lot of our friends do have kids or will have kids my brothers will all have children like so I'm like, cool, I'll just like spoil the hell out of them. I love children. I just don't want to, for me personally, but I'm like, I would love to have my closest friends have kids and be able to spoil them and, you know, take them to do things and, and be a, part, a big part of their lives as well. So it's just this weird, we've talked about this a lot, this like you're in this kind of no man's land where you're like, is it okay to not? And then if you don't have kids because that's your traditional script, what does it look like instead? And mm-hmm. you have to, to your point, like actively create that. What's that gonna look like for you? I think as an entrepreneur, it's easy because you don't feel like empty in a way. You have your business. Like my business is my baby. It's always something that's changing. It's always growing. It has purpose for me. Um, So I don't feel like empty or something's missing. But for someone who doesn't have that, it might be a little bit tougher. Have to have to figure that out.
0: I think that finding the relationship. So it was funny because we brought up. Well, I brought up um, Park City. So Jill and I, or Salt Lake, about three weeks ago, went to Salt Lake with a bunch of other couples. Her and Keith and some couple friends and her siblings, and I had the best time. And I was like, for me, family could be this. You know, we all have couples retreats, uh, excursions, vacations, whatever you want to call them, and then that's that's family. And I think that we do ourselves a disservice when we just think that family is a husband and wife and two children, you know, because families look very different. It could be same sex. It could be, um, adopted. Could be a, kids, it could, it could, be could be a single s- person and a dog. Yep. yep. It could, yeah, be, it could be, mm-hmm. be a single person and a roommate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know, I feel like that's so true. I have a lot of friends who have a roommate and they're just basically like, this is my family. These are my people. Yeah. That was us actually like 2017. <laughs> it was you and me.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, I know I'd and, be like, this is my wife. Yeah. And I like legit people thought we were together though too which (laughs) i always enjoyed and i like never really corrected them
0: (laughs) um you know what's interesting we did have the conversation too about me being older and it was it was one of those things where i said to him i was like if this was a different life what i ideally would be like let's be together for five years and then decide what we want to do then because i feel like and this is how i felt when i got married our thing was, let's be married at least five years and then we'll figure out if we want kids. And every year it was like, do you want them this year? No, I'm good. Okay. Do you want them this year? No, I'm good. And I was getting closer to be like, if it happened on accident, I would have been fine right before we split. Um, but I don't have the luxury of doing that with Jeff. I can't say, hey, let's wait five years and then see how I feel. He can, but I can't. And so that's a very weird place to be in my mind. To And I just would always say, I mean, I always feel like if we just flipped our ages, it would be a wholly different story, but that's impossible. And so it's very strange to be in a place where you just, the choice is kind of taken away from you. And like you said, you don't want to make a choice out of just want to. So I better do it now because it's the only chance I get. So we don't want to make any decisions out of urgency. And so we've talked about if we ever feel like we're in the space where we want, we're open to fostering or adopting and also like older kids, like old, older, older than seven, because I feel like there's so many kids in the foster system and adopt adoption system that don't, that kind of get pushed through. And because everyone wants babies. And I was like, to be fucking honest, I don't want a baby. Like, I don't want to wipe asses. I don't, I'm doing that with my mom. It's fine. Like I want to continue to sleep your 12 hours a night. <laughs> yep, yep. So, you know, and that's also something that I'm glad we did have the discussion to just bring it out in the open so that, we're not five years from now. He's going, yo, I want to have kids. And I'm like, oh, well, you knew that I couldn't. So why are, you know, it saves, I feel like it also saves time in a relationship that maybe you don't need to be in if someone has different views and opinions on it. And I think just to have the conversation of if you're already parents, um, you know, are you prioritizing your spouse or your partner? And how does that look? Are your kids fucking it up? (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting place to be. We are kind of in no man's land mm-hmm. families today look so different. They're so diverse, look so different than they did 30, 40 years ago. And I think it's important to validate every family can be, it doesn't have to be two adults and two children, 2.5 right. children.
1: Yep. And a dog or whatever, you know, um, I think, and I don't know if we've talked about this, but, um, I've had a lot of friends who over the last 20 years or so have gotten abortions. And I like to me, I'm like, yeah, that's probably actually what I would do as well. I've never been pregnant, but um, if I did, I would have an abortion. But that has recently changed for me as well. Not because I'm anti-abortion at all. I'm 100% pro-choice, but I'm at that age and time and financially and stuff like that. And I'm in a committed relationship like that. And I told Keith this too. I was like, I just want you also to know this, that if I did like get pregnant by accident, I would have it. And so it's like, I, I mean, I assume you would too at this point, but it would just, it would, it changed. I'm not sure. Like if your mom, you're listening to this, you're like, yes, it, it does change your priorities and it needs to, you know, I have big plans for my business those will be on the back burner. It's not that I I can't still work and still, you know, do some stuff in the business, but I just know myself, if I have a child, like that's what I'm fucking doing, you know, like that's, that's my priority. And like, I'm going to just try being the best mom I possibly can. So it, there are, you know, it's the law of trade-offs. There's, you know, your relationship is going to be impacted. Your business is going to be impacted. And those things are great because you're trading it for the fulfillment and the joy that you get from your children, but it's not benign, you know? Mm-hmm. So people are like, you can have it all. It's like, maybe after your kid goes, maybe gets into school age, I <laughs> mean, yeah. you can have it all, but maybe if you're a mom, I would love to hear your insight on this. Like what has been your experience? Um, either how things have changed your relationship. If you guys don't feel comfortable sharing this in our group, the group is the bestlife podcast.com. If you don't feel comfortable sharing in there, I mean I think a lot of people could learn and we have some great discussion in there, but you can also DM us um after listening to this and be like, tell us you, you know, the ways and maybe which your relationship has changed after children or maybe the really your um your sort of like business or your career has maybe changed. And it doesn't again it's not better or worse. It just does change. And that's something real. Um, and so, and then also if you don't have children, like what what's your definition of family? You know, what does that look like for you? And I would definitely recommend this book, John Gottman, he, has the, he owns the Gottman Institute um, and him and his wife have been doing actual, they're like relationship researchers for like the last 30 years. So it's not just like someone's ideas. This is actually from research. Um, and so if you guys have not heard of the Gottman Institute and picked up this book, I would definitely recommend it. Hey, besties. We want to let you
0: know about the happiness diet. The happiness diet is a program created just for people like you, people who want to be more confident, have more compassion for yourself, get some clarity around your purpose and have some more belief in yourself. If you find yourself struggling, stuck, just in a weird spot or transition in your life, Jill and I created this program just for you. Uh, go over to the It is a life-changing program. There's so much content in here. I, we should we should charge triple quadruple amount for it. But we want you to have it. We want to help you get out of your own way. So check it out right now, thehappinessdiet.com. Yep. They have a bunch of books, but they're mm-hmm. really heavy reads. Lots um, of research. What's the yeah, one? The trust of the science of trust. trust. Yeah, yeah, the science of
1: trust. That was that a was real, a lot. That was heavy.
0: Yeah. It's a heavy and and heavy and just like it's uh kind of heady and yes yeah research Research a little bit yeah but really good stuff obviously really smart people you know what I haven't seen as if they're on YouTube because that would actually I feel like that might break things down into more uh human language but I haven't checked it out so maybe I'll look in YouTube and see oh yeah but anyway family interesting stuff um you know, we have to change our definitions as we go. One last thing about this is kind of, you know, when we talked about the aging and being 40 is I think part of what we talked about, why is, why is it weird or why is it hard is because you kind of think in your mind, I would be at a certain place by now. I would be this way. And so I think that family is a piece as well Is like, we think our families would be a certain way, maybe how we grew up. So if we grew up with white picket fence and two parents and two Kids and a dog. We thought that that's where we would be. So it's it's interesting to look at what you think family is and have a discussion with your friend, your partner, um, whoever's around you, whoever you consider family, and then redefine what that is for yourself. And and, and it also, can still be
1: just as amazing. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Is like, remember we did the episode? It was a couple months ago. Someone had wrote in and said you know, I really, I don't want to regret not having a child. I'm not in a long-term relationship and I'm 38 or something like that, wasn't it? And we, so if you guys have not listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. I forget what, what episode number it is. And you can put that in the show notes about just owning the reality of what you're where you're at, whether you're mm-hmm. in a relationship or not, whether you are, uh, you know, moving towards that, or if you're married or not, if you're like, have a roommate situation, if you have dogs, like whatever that looks like, I think there's so much power in just owning the new path or what that's going to look like Um, and being honestly an example for other people in your life. I mean, I know that, you know, Danny and I, we get so much out of this podcast, but one of the things that I think we really love about this is showing you guys different perspectives and talking through some of these really hard concepts and giving you an example of what it could look like to not follow the more traditional script. Not that there's anything wrong with traditional script, but I think that's all we ever have. That's all we ever see. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I hope that you guys listen to these episodes and go like, okay, it could look a different way and it can be just as good and it can be just as fulfilling And you can drive just as much joy, but it's a little scary when there's not all that many examples. Yep. And I also would like, if it also helps people
0: judge it less, because I feel like there's, you know, maybe for my family side of people talking about me of like, oh, she's 40 and single and never had kids and living, she doesn't even have a house and she doesn't have, like, doesn't have a home and doesn't have a dog. She did have a kid. (laughs) Right. But it's just, I think that if we can open up to one, whoever's in a situation like that, that's different to make you feel less alone. And two, if you do have all that stuff, knowing it's okay, but not judging your friends or people that you see or went to high school with that they're somehow doing it wrong because they didn't do it the way you did. So and also just, y'all
1: just stop afterwards. asking people when they're going to have kids. <laughs> like it doesn't bother me personally, mm-hmm. but like for a lot of people who are maybe trying to have children and want children and can't get pregnant, mm-hmm. like that's a hugely triggering and also which is none of your fucking business.
0: Mhm. Uh When I was about 30, my mom kept bugging me about it and I was like, okay, mom, do you want me to just call you every time I had sex? I'll be like, Hey, (laughs) we just fucked. Uh, We're going to see if we got pregnant yet. And that shut her up finally. So I was like, is that what you want? You want me to just tell you every time I fuck my husband and we'll just, (laughs) but it's like, yeah. What, what do you want from that question? When are you going to have kids? Well, we just had sex this morning, so we'll wait and see. see.
1: (laughs) We'll see if any of the swimmers made it. Um... Yeah, as as always, nuanced conversation. But hopefully it just got you guys thinking a little bit and would love to hear just like your own experience with this, send us a DM, get in in the Facebook group. Um, And if you have any additional questions or this makes you think about something else you want us to chat about, we love going to our DMs. We love kind of pulling just different ideas from you all because Mm -hmm. you're all in different spots and we love kind of answering your questions and doing deep dives on maybe some of the things that you're interested in. So what's going on? Hit us up in the DM, let us know what's good. Let us know what is happening um, and we can go from there love it. All right, y'all. We'll see you in the next episode. Okay. Bye guys. Bye.